You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity, broadcasting live from the original Earth Oddity studio. <laughs> um, in case it sounds a little different, we're, we've been relegated back to to our normal, or well, I wouldn't say normal, but our original place. Uh, Stupid but, praise band. Yeah, right. I mean, goodness. Why do they have to practice? But uh, whatever. We're here. We're here to do you another show, a Super Bowl week show, really. Yeah. So, you know, get ready for the Super Bowl. We got the... Uh, we have two, not one. Right. We have two yeah. undeserving teams in the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> yeah. So we have the... Uh, the L.A. Rams, formerly known as the St. Louis Rams, formerly known as the L.A. Rams, uh, and the New England Patriots uh, again, again, they, right? So <laughs> surprise, surprise. Are you a are you a Patriot? Are you like anti-Patriots? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I, I feel like I yeah, kind of Patriot fatigue. I dislike the Patriots for mm-hmm. the same reason I love Alabama. I got you. So yeah. Yeah. if I was from New England, right. I'm sure I would love them. Well, I I don't enjoy I don't like Tom Brady. Right. Uh because and I put this on Facebook. In nineteen ninety-nine, but really it was two thousand we was when it was played, but the nineteen ninety-nine Orange Bowl, we played Michigan, and I had spent three days in the Everglades of Florida with 80,000 of my closest friends uh, doing illegal things and listening to rock and roll music as a festival and driving home, listen to that game on the radio. And okay. we're passing by, and Tom Brady torched us. He threw for like 400 and something yards. And anyways, Alabama missed a field goal, too. That pretty much cost the shocking. game. Right, That's yeah. about as shocking I mean, like, as the Pats going to the yes, Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> like if, if you're not an Alabama fan, you think our kicking woes have only been during Nick Saban. But no, it's really been like an entire – my entire life. We've had two good kickers, maybe Philip Dole and Michael Proctor. And Van Tiffin, so that's three. Lee yeah. Tiffin was pretty good, but he, he was blowing Arkansas. I was about to say game. he was pretty good, but he would miss an extra point here and again yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Well, he blew. I mean, His stats. I, I would say he blew the Arkansas game, but but he missed some kicks against Arkansas. Shout yeah. out to Todd, by the way. <laughs> Got a story coming from you in a little bit. I'm sure you remember that game. One of the few times Arkansas beat Alabama. Sorry, but uh, yeah. So, anyways, I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but I like. I like a dynasty. You know, I like teams that are good at just bust people. That's why I'm an Alabama fan. I mean, well, that I went to school there and I grew up in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I, I like that. I don't hate the Patriots, but I don't like Tom Brady. So, if you know, somebody's going to lose, I would hope it'd be Tom Brady. Right. Just so he feels a little bit of that, you know, like hungover heartbreak I had on you know, a January day in the year 2000. So, mm-hmm. but anyways, 
<laughs> I got a couple of Florida stories this week. Yeah, we got a we got a, a bunch of good stories. Yeah, we got a couple Super Bowl stories. But I was about to say, since we're talking about the NFL, yeah. let's get let's into go it. straight into it. Do uh, you want to do you want to go ahead and do yours, or do you want me to go ahead and do mine? Well, since we were talking about Tom Brady, why yeah. don't we just launch into that? Because if I'm not mistaken, did, wasn't there a scientist? Yes. Who scientifically proved right. yes. that Tom Brady is a cheater. Right. Well, the scientist from Kentucky, yes. which we know is the cradle of all science. That's <laughs> where the uh, that's where the Creation Museum is, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's the, yes. That's where all science originates in Kentucky. <laughs> all true science. Yeah, all true science <laughs> from an Australian guy who happens to live in Kentucky. It's very bizarre. But anyways, and maybe got a huge tax write-off from the government and some tax breaks to do this whole thing, but whatever. I don't yeah. want to get into that. But anyways, uh, a 10-year-old Kentucky boy's science fair project declares Tom Brady is a cheater. <laughs> so a 10-year-old scientifically spiked the football on Tom Brady. <laughs> what a great opening line. I know. Ace Davis. All right. Whoa. A great what name. an alpha name right there. Ace <laughs> Davis. You tell me that kid's not dominating on the playground. A sixth grader at Mill Creek Elementary School in Lexington. I'm completely intimidated by Ace Davis. Let's <laughs> go ahead and say that. Engineered a winning science fair project by answering the question that fans of 31 NFL teams already know the answer to. Is Tom Brady an ant? A cheater. <laughs> a cheater. Davis and his family inflated footballs at various levels of pressure per square inch. That's PSI for you laymen out there, Mm non-scientists, and found that they threw them with greater accuracy at lower measures. Tom Brady's a cheater and don't trust anybody, Ace told NBC News. (laughs) The boy's father, Christopher Davis, boasted about his son's science fair win on Facebook but didn't hide the family's comical disdain for Brady, admitting hater level 100. (laughs) (laughs) The Patriots were found guilty of doctoring footballs, thus losing $1 million in future draft picks. Tom Brady is indeed a cheater, Davis scrawled at the end of his three-panel science fair project, complete with graphs and charts. And it's a very impressive little three-panel display he has. Uh, Brady, the five-time Super Bowl champion and one-time Orange Bowl champion, uh, quarterback for the New England Patriots, was suspended for four games in the 2016 season after the league concluded he and his team, uh, he and team employees had arranged to use footballs at PSI levels below NFL rules. Mm-hmm. The accusations came after the Patriots' 45-7 to victory in the AFC title game over <laughs> Indianapolis in January 2015. Well, you know why they why why that was yeah. the score was so stacked. Why it was because he was deflating the football. <laughs> true, true. And apparently, I mean, Indianapolis defense didn't show up either. <laughs> yeah, which I the guess details uh, details. I guess uh, Peyton was still on the Colts then too. That's mm-hmm. another hated quarterback of me too. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to go on record and just let everybody know Peyton Manning is not funny. And we should try to stop making him funny because he's not funny. He was funny one time. Yeah, one time, like 20 years ago <laughs> in that Saturday Night Live skit where he's like pegging kids with a football. That's the only time he's ever been funny. Yeah. I, so let's just stop trying to make him funny, people, please. Anyways, that led to an NFL probe, and, and most people probably already know the answer. That uncovered two Patriot employees regularly discussing how Brady likes footballs to be underinflated so he can get a better grip and throw them more accurately. 
The deflate gate scandal hasn't done much to sidetrack Brady's career. Exactly. I mean, like he was like suspended too and came back and just like dominated the mm-hmm. league. I mean, uh, the 41 year old signal caller has led the Patriots back to the Super Bowl to be played February 3rd in Atlanta against the LA Rams. So, yeah, it didn't really put a hitch in his giddy up at all. <laughs> but kudos to this kid for winning the science fair and doing yeah. a scientific study to prove that it definitely helps with accuracy. And probably in the cold weather, like like he was saying, Brady, uh, you know, likes to grip it better. Mm-hmm. But you know, what you gonna do? The Patriots are gonna win anyways. They're <laughs> they're extreme cheaters. So, and a lot of people like to accuse Alabama of cheating, and I would just like to go ahead and go on record and say we do, and we're better at it than your team is. And your team should get better at cheating if you want to compete with us, because we're buying recruits' cars and you know giving their parents jobs and moving their family from Hawaii to Central Alabama. So, you know, nothing shady about it. About all of that, it's all above board. And somehow, an eighteen-year-old kid can drive a $40,000 car. That's yeah, that's fine. It's normal. Normal. <laughs> so, yeah, we cheat too, but I don't care because well, I don't, don't say anything about paying parents, does it? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't I don't have like some kind of, I don't attach any kind of moral relevance to football, right. you know? Like to me, let's just all get out there. We're basically letting grown men slam themselves into each other for three hours at a time. So let's not try to act like cheating is the worst thing in the world. Well, I have felt for a long time that we need two separate leagues. We yeah. need one that's pure and you play by the rules. And yeah. we need one where it's just anything goes. That's right. Steroids. Steroids. All in there. Bionics. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you know, yeah. genetic modification, whatever. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was a fan of Super Baseball 2020 when I was a little kid. Did you ever play that game I did on, not. on NES? No, I did not. <laughs> Could you have bionics in that? Yes. Or was it just all steroids like baseball was when you were Well, you had steroids, and then you had, like, robots on the team. Oh, okay. And you could get into, like, the jump zone and jump up and catch a home oh, wow. run. And wow. It was yeah. fun. I don't mind performance-enhancing drugs, you know. I don't I, – I <laughs> wish I could afford some. Yeah, I need some. <laughs> but really, like, I want, like, the performance-enhancing drug that doesn't require me to do anything either. Like, I would like to take a shot and immediately have abs, you know. I don't want to have to go do a bunch of crunches at the gym <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. So I'm waiting, science, Kentucky kid, you know. Let's get on that get one on it. Yeah, let's make that your next science fair project. <laughs> Oh man! Well, our next our next story here: Louisiana Senator rips NFL refs over no call in the Saints Rams game. Oh wow! Okay, now they're a little salty. A little salty. Just a little upset. Have you seen the Have you seen the play? Yes, yes, I've seen the play. It, it was pathetic. It was a bad call. It was a bad, very, no call. very bad call. Yes. And at first, there were t shirts that were made up. Yeah. And then there were like voodoo dolls being sold. You sure. see those? Of course. It was, New Orleans. <laughs> it was like a voodoo doll wearing a referee shirt. And oh, then, okay. Like Sandra Bullock, there was the blindfold <laughs> over the eyes, you know? <laughs> Did you see uh, Todd Gurley, uh, who's the running back for the Rams, sent or put a picture on his Instagram of him? And it, it was like Photoshop. It like he was trading his jersey with a ref, you know, <laughs> after the game. Have you seen that? No. Well, Mike Francesa, who's like a really famous like talk radio football guy, and he's like maybe seventy, right? Uh, completely thought it was real and went on like a three minute diatribe about how you can't do that and everything else. 
That is it's so precious. Please, if you're listening to this, go look it up because it's, he's like he's you, a victim of fake news. Right, he's a victim of fake news. But like at some point, you just gotta you gotta regulate yourself. Like you get you become too old for the internet, and it'll happen to all of us one day. Right. And you just have to be like, well, I'm done with the internet now because you can't trust anything that's on it. But anyways, go ahead. So the well, anyway. refs, the refs blew a huge call, right? And now it has it has gone to the next level. Now okay. there has been a speech All right. given from the Senate floor Friday <laughs> about this call. This Louisiana Senate, right? Yes, Louisiana because, uh, Senator Bill Cassidy okay. took NFL referees to task during a speech on the Senate floor Friday, chastising the league over what was widely viewed as a blown call in the playoff game between the New Orleans Saints and the Los Angeles Rams. Wow. During Sunday's game, Rams defensive back, I probably don't need to read all that. We all saw the call. Okay, in a floor speech Friday, Cassidy implored the NFL to explain how referees were scored for their performance in the NFC Championship game, while characterizing the missed call as one of the most consequential in the league's history. Yeah. What happened, in my belief, and the belief of many, was the most blatant and consequential blown call in NFL history, Cassidy said. Saints fans would like to have an accountability for the referees, he said. Did people look into the conflicts of interest? It's been pointed out that the referee closest to the play who missed the call lives in Los Angeles, and he is a diehard Rams fan. Uh-oh. Oh, of course, yeah. That's how it always is. That's like all the refs, you know, like went to Alabama, too. Facts. Yeah, right. <laughs> Definitely facts. And the SEC office is in Birmingham, so, yes. of course, we get all the calls. Right. Yes. Football's more than a game. It's part of our culture. And I would say the NFL has a responsibility to the millions of fans across the country to ensure the integrity of the game and to answer these questions and perhaps a few others, Cassidy well, said. Wait a minute. Like, if you're New Orleans, <laughs> out of all the cities in the entire United States, the one city that has the most culture is probably New Orleans. I mean, jazz, blues, voodoo. You got Cajuns, you got Creoles, you got cuisine, you got cannibalism, cannibalism. I mean, you got it all down there: robberies, murder, you <laughs> yes. know, everything. I would not put football at the top of what your city's culture is. I know you're hurt right now, but come on. The senator's objections follow an official complaint sent to the league's commissioner by Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards. Oh, yeah, JBE. <laughs> That's JBE. He pushed the league to implement rules that would prevent a future game from ending in a similarly contested outcome. So he's not really offering a solution. He's just telling them to fix it. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, which is And I feel like there's ridiculous. a little touch of... Uh, I just don't want this to happen to anybody else. Yeah, exactly, I don't want anyone right. else to have to suffer the way right. the city of New Orleans yes. had to suffer. Yes. I mean, this is so much worse right. than Katrina, y'all. Yeah, right. <laughs> so much worse when our entire city was flooded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just wild. I don't. I feel like people in Louisiana don't deal with loss well, you know? <laughs> no. I mean, just based off of LSU fans <laughs> and now Saints fans. Uh, Here's a quote here. By missing the obvious, blatant, and intentional penalty at the end of the game, the referees in Sunday's game undermined that expectation and unfortunately were allowed to determine the winner, Edwards wrote to the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell. This team deserves better, Edwards wrote. Saints fans deserve better. The city of New Orleans and the state of Louisiana deserve better. (laughs) I mean, out of all the issues <laughs> yeah. to bring to the Senate floor, this is the one. <laughs> so, 
Well, and and like we were discussing before the show, I, if if this were to happen to Alabama, there would be a, a, a outcry amongst the people <laughs> right. of the same proportion. There would be a politician probably make a speech. Um, but I don't agree with any of that. I mean, sometimes you get screwed and yeah. you just have to deal with it. So just deal with it, move on with your life. Uh, that's just the way I look at it. But then I was thinking too, while you were reading the, the little resolution there, like forever, the saints were horrible. Right. I mean, forever until Drew Brees, they were horrible mm-hmm. really. And so, uh, you know, I guess once you get a taste of that sweet little winning, it just, <laughs> you know, you're fine. Because I will say, uh, when we lost to Clemson in the first playoff matchup we had, and they ran that like pick play where yeah. Hunter Infro, you know, like caught the ball and all that. Well, Alabama fans were really upset, of course. <laughs> right. But we've won a whole lot. So we didn't get to this level right. at the no call. And there was a lot of whining online. But if you can't take online as real life, you know, the worst segment of society is online. <laughs> so, um, we didn't we didn't buy billboards or <laughs> or make you know flow charts showing how you know this person is connected to this person to connect to this person who's connected to the head of officials or whatever so maybe it's just that they're just not used to winning and now that they've lost it's just like it's kind of like new money you know like you get new money yeah, yeah. and waste it on all kinds of stupid stuff and put like yeti stickers on your truck and everything <laughs> And uh, and now you're if you're a Saints fan, this is you're just like man, it hurts. But I do hate it for him though. I mean, I don't hate it for him. It's football, you know. I don't hate. <laughs> I think it for I'm going to go home. I'm going to echo the governor's uh, oh, yeah? sentiment here. I'm going to write the the league commissioner letter myself. <laughs> well, first of all, half of, <laughs> almost every Saints fan, at least in the state of Louisiana, is an LSU fan, right? <laughs> right. So I'm rooting for the Rams to win, anyways. <laughs> All right. Just to pile on the pain on them. So. Well, I'm rooting for the Rams, too, but only because Tom Brady's on the other team. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I do like Jared Goff. He's cool. And I like Todd Gurley. Um, it's, I think Mark Barron's still in the Saints, too, right? Alabama legend, yeah. Mark Barron. Really my favorite free safety of all time. Uh, so. You know. But, yeah. Yeah, so I'm rooting for the Rams. Of course, we'll be at church because we're Baptists, and they won't cancel church for nothing. So we'll miss the first half. Sorry, guys. We love Jesus, and y'all don't. And, you know, can't take a break from Sunday nights to Juana's to watch football games. So, anyways. It's not Juana no more, That's though. right. Yeah, Bible drills or whatever Bible it is. skills drills yeah. and thrills. Right. Yeah, and thrills. Yes. <laughs> Very thrilling. What's more exciting than flipping through the Bible for an eight-year-old kid? So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. If anybody in our church listens to this, I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding about it, you know. Hurry, totally. Hurry, next story. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on here. Um, to I, I mentioned Todd earlier. Todd's been really great. He sent us a lot of stories. Um, real good friend of mine um, from Arkansas, Arkansas fan, bi- the biggest Arkansas fan. Yeah, Woo Pig. Yeah, Woo Pig. Really, I actually like Arkansas, and I liked Arkansas before it. And I really I like wish- all SEC teams, but I do one. Too. <laughs> I don't even hate Auburn. You know, I well, I was raised to hate Auburn. I, I don't. So. I'm not that type of dude. You know, my family. You know, my mom's side of family farms and all that. Uh-huh. 
you know, Auburn does a lot to help them, and a lot of their people went there. All my friends from high school went there. And if it hadn't, if I wasn't dating Deidre, I would have went to Auburn too. Just well, to go it's a great university. Friends. Absolutely, great they just university. have a trash football program. <laughs> so I don't hate Auburn. I'm going on the record to say I don't hate Auburn. I want to beat them when we play, but I want to beat Arkansas when we play too, and I want to beat everybody when we. But play. I want to beat Auburn more. Oh, well, I like to beat Auburn more just so you don't have to hear them all you know <laughs> yeah. year. Which I know for them, it's just as obnoxious when we win. I see our fans on Facebook. I know how we are. You know, there's a certain segment of like normal Alabama fans, and then there's just like the the people that are crazy. Yeah, I mean, like super crazy. Can't even you know crazy just, have to go poison some trees. Yeah, go poison tree. They'll shoot people. I mean, it's just their son even. Yeah, their son. Right. Yeah, you better get passionate about Bama. You're gonna catch a bullet. All right. So I know, but I'm saying I like everybody. Like Arkansas. Probably I would say maybe my second favorite SEC team. I really because you know, when Belima got there, or what was his name? Belima? Is that the stomach thing where you make yourself throw up? <laughs> That's bulimia. Okay, all right. I thought he was going to turn it into what I like in football, which is just pounding the ball and, like, sucking the will to live out of people. Right. And it just didn't work out for him. I guess he couldn't get the players and to do He's bigger it. players. Yeah, I don't know. It's steroids. I mean, come on. Like, look at Alabama. Come on. Get, get some steroids. Let's get make it happen. Now, anyways. Uh, anyway, so Todd sent this story to us, and it's a Florida man story. We all are fond of Florida, man. Yes. Especially um, Beverly Joyce. Oh, yeah, yeah. This may be some of her kin folks. Uh, this comes to us from Newsweek. Uh, Florida man finds grenade while magnet fishing, but drives to Taco Bell before calling cops, sparking an evacuation. <laughs> Which I gotta say, a crunch wrap supreme, you know, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Takes precedence over everything else in life. I know if I was working at the Taco Bell. Yeah. And you know, the guy come in there and saying something about a grenade, I would be like, uh, bathroom's over there, buddy. Right. <laughs> that would be my first thought. No, you're going to blow up the bathroom. <laughs> Happens multiple times every day in here. No big deal, man. Just lock the door behind you. Uh, we probably sh- I should probably explain what magnet fishing is in case we don't have our listeners who don't know. Yeah. You basically get a really powerful magnet tied on a rope and drop it underwater and see what you pull up. Mm-hmm. So. Um, a Florida man calls an evacuation at a Taco Bell in Ocala this weekend after telling cops he drove there with a hand grenade he found while magnet fishing. <laughs> in social media updates, officials from Ocala Police Department advised citizens to avoid the area after it was verified that the device was an authentic World War World War II hand grenade. Wow. Yeah. Have trouble saying World Easy War. Easy for you to say. Yeah. World War War. War War. <laughs> uh, it appeared that the man who has not been identified by law enforcement, had waited until arriving at the popular fast food restaurant before reporting his discovery to authorities. The department said bomb squad experts had to be called onto the scene to remove the grenade, which they fortunately did so without incident. The Taco Bell closed for about an hour. That's tough if you're the Taco Bell owner to lose an hour of sales. He was like a whole, this guy a whole like $35 because, you know, everything's like a dollar there anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope this guy ordered his food before he made the call. Yeah. <laughs> because you're not going to get your food. Well, I imagine that's probably. they got all the bomb, the bomb squad there. <laughs> Excuse me. You okay? No, oh, I get a little choked up thinking about Taco Bell. That's probably what his thought process was, right? Well, I found this thing. I should tell the law, but I'm also really hungry. <laughs> really hungry. Yeah. So I'm just going to go to Taco Bell, and I'll call the law from there. What does it matter if I call them here or there? You know? Right. Um, 
The police Twitter account wrote, uh, be advised that Taco Bell on East Silver Springs Boulevard has been evacuated following the report of an explosive device located in a vehicle on premises. Um, it continued at 510, oh, 5.01 p.m. A caller informed dispatchers that he had found a hand grenade while magnet fishing in Oklahoma. <laughs> I guess that's how you say it. A lot of strange Seminole names down in Florida. Uh, he put it in his trunk and he drove to Taco Bell. Uh, Marion County Sheriff's Department Bob Bomb Squad has responded and ensures everyone's safety. Please avoid the area. Um, so it says here, uh, several questioned why he waited until going to Taco Bell to inform the police. That's a logical question to I ask. I think I know, but why? Why All did right, he? he says, but why? The last thing I'd do with a grenade is put it in my trunk and drive around, one Facebook user noted. And another, another one said, why does stuff like this only happen in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> but it was not immediately clear where uh, the what, uh, where the grenade was discovered by the man. Uh, on social media, the police uploaded multiple images of the device alongside other rusty objects. Uh, fortunately, in this case, no one was injured uh, by the hand grenade, said the police, and it was disposed of properly. But there's no indication why he went to Taco Bell. Um, and it says not the first time that you that the unique pastime of magnet fishing um, has brought up strange things. In August of last year, a UK family discovered a stash of guns while hunting in a river. And okay. in October 2018, uh, YouTuber Gareth Breyer. Are you familiar with Gareth Breyer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> of course. I follow his channel religiously. <laughs> uh, reeled in an antique pistol, axe head, and a knife. Uh, so apparently magnet fishing seems to be a way to come up with some pretty cool dangerous items <laughs> if, if you needed them. I think if you pull all that out in the U.K., though, you'd have to go to jail immediately, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you can only carry a spoon for defense over there, right? <laughs> well, they took up all the knives. So. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the dude just had to be hungry. He's pro. I mean, I guarantee you. I don't know what your typical magnet fisherman looks like, the demographic he fits in, or anything. But in my mind, he's out in his little flat bottom boat or whatever, magnet fishing, smoking a couple of joints, <laughs> kicking back a couple of brews, and pulls out a grenade. He's like, man, I need to get this somewhere. But I sure am hungry. I'm just gonna <laughs> swing by the Taco Bell. Uh, sitting in the Taco Bell, waiting on his, you know, whatever Mexican pizza. Uh, he decides I should probably call the law about this. You know, it's a grenade. It may go off, right. and then he called the law, and that's what happened. So, if I found a grenade, like, do you think he could have gotten in trouble if he would have left it? Like, I don't know. Call law enforcement and be like, "Look, I found a grenade. Right I'm going to leave it right down here by the landing, and I'm going to go leave to it over here by his playground. <laughs> Y'all come find it. You can't miss it. I don't know. <laughs> to me, if I found a grenade, I don't, it would take everything I had not to like pull the pin and throw it just to see what happens. Especially if I was in a boat. Yeah, right. I want to pull that thing and drop it, it so out fast. In the water somewhere. <laughs> and maybe pull in a couple of fish. Like, we got supper tonight, baby. Yeah, and I would just be like, wow, that's that's more powerful than I expected it to be. And now I have shrapnel all in my body. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, but I kind of want to start magnet fishing now after reading that. That's some, something that's up my alley. I have a metal detector, but I don't, I mean, it's Thomas's technically, but 
I found a horseshoe in my backyard, which is hey, kind of strange. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple nails and stuff, but I've never like seriously never done something it. cool. Yeah. You never found lost pirate yeah, treasure. None of that. <laughs> Apparently the pirates stayed away from Alabama or at least Northern Alabama or wherever we are, West Central Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, no, I hadn't found anything like super cool, but I do want to, I mean, you know, in my, in my fantasy world that's in my head, I would like to find like a conquistador helmet or something. <laughs> yeah. Like how cool would that be though? It would be cool. That? Super cool. I would tell no one about it. You know, I think we talked about this on text message. I got, I got a really good friend that I work with named Kevin, and he he thinks that because you know just just a little ways from here is Moundville, which right. at one time was a huge thriving it was area, the Big Apple of the Mississippian era. It was yes, and all those people are gone by the time right. white settlers came. All yep. that stuff was abandoned, right? And he thinks DeSoto, like, killed them all when he come through. Well, yeah, so, you did tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that's true. I think well, they I were have gone. no idea. I think they were gone before DeSoto got here. They may, may be. Yeah. But. Probably dispersed into smaller tribes, which in, eventually became the, the what we call the five civilized tribes. I suppose, uh, I suppose DeSoto could have given them all syphilis. Yeah, could have, could have. That's what happened to the Aztecs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Not only it wasn't DeSoto, it was Cortez Cortez, and his bunch. right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, DeSoto, you know, they have the big, the Battle of Malbilla, which was like a huge battle. And we don't know where that was, but we know what happened in Alabama. Yeah. To where DeSoto was basically going around taking Indians chief, you know, and like hostage. And one mm-hmm. guy was like, oh, well, I got all my supplies down here in this village, buddy. Let's just go on down there. And he shows up and the Indians are waiting to ambush him. <laughs> of course, the Spanish had a supreme firepower and killed them all. Yeah. But no one knows where that battle happened. But... We should try to find. I mean, people have been searching fire, for it forever. But. Fire up the metal detector. Yeah, right. I mean, imagine what you could find. That'd be amazing. Yeah, maybe a magnet if, fishing. I'll I pull wonder if we out. could. I wonder if we could rig up a metal detector to the bottom of a boat mm. and use that to find where Ooh. we need to drop the magnet. Oh, that's a solid idea right there. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, this is hanging off the front like a trolling motor. Yeah, that got to work. If it's sensitive enough. Yeah, it's got to work, right? <laughs> There's no way we electrocute ourselves. <laughs> it's got to work. <laughs> oh, we're putting electronics in water all the time. Yeah, true. I mean, my Some phones are waterproof now. Right. Have you ever seen somebody fish with an old-timey telephone? Uh, no. It's illegal. I have heard of it. <laughs> it's it is illegal. very illegal. Yeah. So I haven't seen it before, <laughs> but I've... I've dreamed it. I had a stepdad who had a friend that would do that, and yeah. he would call it a... Calling the cat. Yeah, calling, calling the cats up. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> He's sticking there. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> yes. Call them right up to the boat. That's right. They'll come right on up to the boat. It makes for a quick day fishing, I would say that. It does. A quick day. Quick day. Yeah. Oh, don't do that, though. No, kids. That's illegal, and it's immoral. And you probably can't find an old-timey telephone, either. So. I know where one's at. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. I do. I know where one's at. We'll talk later. <laughs> Okay, our next story here is the most Canadian story that we have ever talked about on this this podcast. Sorry. So shout out to our our Canadian listeners. I know there's a few of you. I think we're the number one podcast in Canada. (laughs) From the research that I've seen. (laughs) And if we're not, we're fixing to be. Yeah, right. Our next story here. An egregious offense, Canada battles Norway for the tallest moose statue. Okay. And I just want all our Canadian listeners to know, no offense to Norway listeners, but we're rooting for y'all. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're like our cousins up there, you know? 
Because Norway's a bunch of hosers. <laughs> That's right. A bunch of hosers. Sorry. After Norway's... Uh, I'm going to try oh, to say on. this. Come on. Bring it. Bring it. After Norway's Storlingen stole... Perfect. Perfect. Mac, they stole Mac the Moose's place as the world's tallest. A Canadian city hopes to stick it to Oslo... Oslo? By increasing Oslo by increasing okay. their st- their statue's size. Okay. For three decades, the Canadian city of Moose Jaw took pride in its status as home of the world's largest moose statue. Yeah. Standing at a majestic 10 meters tall, Mac the Moose has weathered brutal winters, graffiti, and even the inglorious loss of his jaw. Oh. That's terrible. Yeah. His recognition was so great that in 2013, he was named the city's most popular celebrity, Mac the Moose. (laughs) Okay. But status and renown can be fleeting. In 2015, Norway responded with its own moose sculpture, Storlegen, or Big Elk, (laughs) a glitzy stainless steel bull erected with the explicit aim of surpassing Mac's height and stealing his place in the record books. Wow. Now, however, Canadians are fighting back after four years. Second <laughs> <laughs> of the time. Yeah. I mean, we don't do anything quick down no, here either. No, that's right. Yeah. After a pair of comedians called Norway statue an egregious offense and pleaded with Moose Jaw residents to restore the city's stolen glory. Nice. You are a city famous around the world for the glorious name of Moose Jaw, Justin Reeves told student uh, told residents in a video posted to Facebook. And everyone that comes by knows that this should be the world's tallest moose. Standing in front of a forlorn Mac, Reeves and colleague Greg Moore implored the residents to act quickly by adding 31 centimeters to Mac to stick it to Oslo. Okay. <laughs> the city's mayor, Fraser Tolmy, answered the call to arms. You may not know this, but it's a personal for me. He may, I'm going to start over. This, uh, you may not know this, but it's personal for me, he said in a Facebook video in which he divulged that the moose was named after his wife's great uncle. Oh, wow. So I guess his great his wife's great uncle was named Mac. Yeah. Mac the moose was the tallest in the world, and the people of Norway have taken that from us. I'm not going to stand for it. Wow. The Norwegian moose, which stands midway between Oslo and Trondheim, measures a full 30 centimeters taller than Mac, and store Evidal, the Norwegian multi- municipality where it stands has shown little appetite for backing away from the fight. We're not letting this one go. Not a chance. We're going to do whatever we can to make sure this is the world's tallest moose or biggest moose in the future as well, said Linda Heinrensen. Oh, yeah. Store Evil's uh, deputy mayor in a video posted to Facebook. Staff in the municipality have said that their moose, with the artist's permission, could be doubled in size if needed Ooh. to a full 20 meters. <laughs> wow. The so Norway- it's like super petty. <laughs> I know. Now, isn't your, isn't, uh, isn't, uh, isn't your wife's family, aren't they like of Norwegian de- descent? Uh, Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah, okay. So. All right. That's all the same to me. <laughs> yeah. All the same. Okay. It says here, the Norwegians purposefully built a moose bigger than ours, and we're going to be dignified, and we're going to win, told me, told the National Post on Thursday. 
Uh, Reeves and Moore have set up a GoFundMe page to help hire an engineer to increase Mac size, hoping to raise $50,000. Wow. So far, proposals include increasing the size of his antlers and putting a helmet on top of him. <laughs> helmet. <laughs> so, I like that. <laughs> they don't want a nose statue. They just want to modify right. the one that they so got. So you can't build up the base, I guess. That would be, to be the, be the yeah, easy thing to do. you would think. But maybe it has to be like, Well, it's got to be heavy, so. Yeah, but like. You can get a crane. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But maybe it's just got to be this actual statue itself. Like you don't count the base into it. I don't know. I don't know. My wife told me size doesn't matter, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I have no idea how all that works. It says that this is not the first time Mac has required intervention. In 2007, the statue was repaired at the cost of $30,000 after holes caused by vandalism and neglect opened up its jaw. Oh, it's tough. Increasingly created more headaches for Moose Jaw residents. Heinrichson said she was hoping to hoping to crowdfund for well, this is not written correctly. Let's see. She said she was open to crowdfunding for their sculpture, but the Norwegians were waiting to see Canadian plans for enlarging their moose. Mm. Uh, this isn't the first time Canadians haven't been have this isn't the first time Canadians have been in a battle about an oversized work of public art. For two decades, the city of Duncan in British Columbia has feuded with the U.S. town of Eveslet, Minnesota, over which is home to the world's largest hockey stick. Oh, <laughs> so nice! I feel like that's one you got to take too in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Of course, all the like U.S. teams win the Stanley Cup now, so maybe it is ours. <laughs> Residents of Eveslet argue. I can't ever. Uh, they argue that their stick, erected in 1995, is the world's largest. But in 2008, Guinness World Records sided with Canada, handing the title to Duncan. Oh. The Minnesota town continues to fight, arguing that theirs is a real hockey stick, whereas the Canadian version is merely a sculpture. Uh, so I see. To this day, they still call it the world's largest freestanding hockey stick. Uh, the new Brunswick town of Shadiak, home of the outsized concrete sculpture of a lobster, was probably asking for trouble when they named their tourist attraction the world's largest lobster. In a surprise to few, it was also overtaken in 2015 by Rosetown, Australia. Their contribution, only 10% larger, was named Big Lobster. <laughs> so, so like everyone's just like everybody wants the biggest yeah. something. They're like coming in and swiping all of Canada's glory. That's kind of <laughs> mean. I don't like that. I side with Canada on this. So, there's got to be an easy way to do this, though. I feel like you just need to scrap it, but do a whole new one so Start big over. that no one would ever want to attempt it. I mean, you have it so big, like cars are driving underneath it and stuff, you know? Yeah. That's what you got to do. So Have it on its hind legs. Like yeah, it's rare that's, back. that's another good one. I don't know if moose do that, do they? <laughs> you know, like a horse does? Surely well, they can. I mean, yeah. I'm not familiar. We don't have any moose down here. If no. we did, we would kill them all because that's just what we do. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't know that much about them. My cousin I mean, Todd does. If there's like a, a like a leaf that's a little bit too high for it, don't you think it would yeah. rear up and try to get it? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Or what about when they're trying to make little mooses? That's a very good point. So, you know. I figure the other moose just gets down on his knees, right? <laughs> right? I don't know how... I don't know how that works either. <laughs> They're not bad because they would only be missionary. So. <laughs> Let me Google that real quick. <laughs> well, <laughs> image search that first, <laughs> just for my enjoyment. Oh, never mind. It's blocked. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the church's Wi-Fi church here. Wi-Fi. All right, this is, I'm about to take this down a bad road, so let's just stop right here, okay, <laughs> okay. before we have like 
children learning more about animal husbandry than they should. All right. So I'm going to switch gears to right. another Florida story. Yes. Um, a Florida police officer. This was posted in our Facebook group, by the way. If you're listening, you're not part of our Facebook group. Get Come and join us. Yeah. A lot of shenanigans are going on in there. <laughs> I'm way funnier online, too, than I am on podcasts. So, um, anyways, a uh, Florida police officer ran over two people lying in the road watching the eclipse, police say. <laughs> so, did you get into all the super blood wolf moon thing? I totally wasn't. I went out and saw it. And oh, yeah? It was glorious. Well, John Hagee told me the Lord was coming back, so I was reading my Bible. <laughs> No. I've been burned before, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every one of them is some sort of like prophecy thing, you know? I'm just yeah. like, I don't know anymore. So, yeah, I didn't even look at it. I mean, I love Jesus, and I want to be here to greet him when he yeah. comes back, but I have eaten so much leftover guacamole <laughs> and so much leftover dip that I quit making it. <laughs> well, to me, and I think I've pointed this out before, like, the worst thing to me ever would be to die and get to heaven. And like, as soon as I get up into heaven, Jesus is like, all right, guys, we're going back to get them. And you're like, man, I missed out on all of that. You know, I mean, I know that's not where our thought process would be, but like, what a lame thing to me to happen. You're like, man, I missed it all. Golly. So, yeah. Anyways, this comes from West Palm Beach, Florida. A Florida police department says an officer ran over two people who were lying in a dark roadway to watch Sunday night's lunar eclipse. Now, there's a whole other thing. I don't know how all an eclipse happens since our Earth is flat, but uh, it says in a statement to the Palm Beach Post, uh, West Palm Beach police said the man and the woman were treated at a hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. Which is strange. Usually if the police get a hold of you, it's pretty bad. Yeah. But uh, police said around 11.30 p.m. at the height of the eclipse, the officer was patrolling in a park and driving around five miles per hour when he struck, when his vehicle struck the pair. Which if it's coming at five miles per hour, can you not get out of the way? Uh, Who would have known that lying in a road yeah, was dangerous? You could get run over right. by a car. Exactly. There's some culpability <laughs> on the couple's yes. part. Like uh, the officer gets suspended, by the way. But well, I gotta be. I mean, I don't know. I would maybe when he was driving his car, maybe he was trying to look up yeah, in the right. sky too. And that's well, why have I didn't you ever see him. seen inside of a police car? There's like. Laptop computers and yeah. like GPS, and you know, they, we'll get a ticket if we're holding our phone. They're trying to pass a law now, but you got a police officer like riding down the road, like typing in a Google search with one hand and like operating the car with the other, and that's totally cool. And a shotgun up in the yeah. back glass, yes. a shotgun in the back glass in a high speed pursuit. And here I can't even like switch to a different podcast while I'm driving without getting a ticket. So but anyways, uh, the statement said the man and the woman lived nearby, and because the park was extremely dark, officials believe they were trying to watch the eclipse when they were run over. I got to be honest. Uh, I totally get why they were wanting to watch the eclipse. Yeah. And it was cold that night, by the way. Yeah, that's something you don't want to get out in the grass and be But I cannot think of a worse place in the middle of the to street. watch the eclipse than laying down in the road. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe a volcano. Yeah, that's Maybe that bad. would be worse. It's probably bad, yeah. But, dear goodness. Yeah, right. That's a, what that's were you thinking? What did you think was going to happen? No idea. I mean, there... But also, 
Also, <laughs> the officer's coming at five miles per hour. <laughs> Unless you were around a blind corner or something, <laughs> yeah. you should be able to get out of the way. It's not like it was too fast. People drive faster down the street in front of my house now, and none of my kids have gotten ran over. Right. So, um, anyways, the officer was placed on administrative leave, and police said the man and the woman were both 24 years old. Uh, their names were not released. So, really short article here, but it's still bizarre I know. that you would choose to lay in the middle of the street. But also that an officer driving that slow with headlights, by the way, <laughs> yeah. surely he had his headlights on, didn't see two people laying in the road. Well, even if not, would you not have like heard the car coming? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like right. your clips just make a lot of noise. <laughs> right, I know, I know. <laughs> And cop cars are generally loud, you know. They got like a super big alternator on yeah. it to power all the like all the electronics, all the electronics <laughs> they got going on, like you know, computers and you know, Nintendo yeah. power gloves and everything else they got in there. So, what's the deal? I just feel like it's something else is going on. That's just, I mean, stay woke. Maybe the girl was this police officer's boyfriend or so, or you know a girlfriend or maybe the guy was the police officer's boyfriend he's a little jealous well even if they weren't like watching the eclipse and they were maybe doing something different yeah, a little moose action i can still not think of a worse place than in the road you know? <laughs> yeah, a little exciting you know a little, a little element of excitement to it yeah so even the bedroom door unlocked you never know see what happens yeah man yeah so I'm glad that I'm, I hope they weren't seriously injured. I think yeah. I think they were okay. Yeah, they didn't say they were like okay. So. Probably like the if he's going five miles per hour, that car like hit him and wouldn't even roll over him or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how it happens. It sounds very bizarre on both sides. Like don't lay in the middle of the street, but also a police officer. Let's pay attention to the road. If I was the police officer, I would be mad. Yeah. I would be so mad at can you, two idiots laying in the road like can that. Can you imagine being him and having to call that in like, uh, <laughs> uh, dispatch, uh, uh, I've ran over two people. They, oh, they, they were, totally had it coming, <laughs> by the way. Were they committing a crime? No, 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 they hadn't robbed anybody. Uh, no, no, no. Were they committing a crime? Jaywalking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, we got your car at uh, maybe doing five miles per hour. How did this happen? Oh, you know, uh, uh, they just kind of jumped right out in front of me. It was all bang, bang. <laughs> That's a tough one to call into the department. You got to meet with a chief or whatever about it. I feel sorry for that dude. <laughs> Not really. You ran over two people laying in the road. The people laying in the road are at fault, too. Everyone's at fault. There's yes. no one right in this scenario. <laughs> no. you know? I mean, if you're doing 65, maybe I can understand it. All oh, these people, they crept up on me way quicker than I thought. But you're doing five miles per hour. That's basically your car's not moving. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, I I can walk faster than five miles per hour. If you could sum this up in one word, it'd be Florida. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Beverly may be related to these people, too. Sorry. I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, did you, uh, have you been aware of, uh, and <laughs> like I heard earlier, you know, I'm sure that the global elite have been doing this for years. Oh, yes. But for some reason, if you're elderly and you get like, you know, a blood transfusion of young blood, it really does benefit you medically. And, and medical scientists really aren't sure why wow. that, that, that happens, but it's a legit thing. Yeah. Um, well, I have a question before you get into this okay. about blood transfusions. Uh, yes. Because I don't understand. I mean, this is just a hypothetical <laughs> 
um, let's say I wanted to get all of my blood replaced with all of your blood, you know, right? right? Like I want to be taller or something, right? Well, I don't think he works that way, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, would all my blood then have all your DNA in it? Like if I were to commit a crime and leave blood on the scene, would they like trace it back to you? Oh, man. Or does it like somehow change once it's inside of you? That's a good question. Yeah, because somebody, we've had, yeah, we've we need had someone to investigate that. I was about to say, I, people, I've been donating blood since I was a kid. Right. Or not a kid, but since I was 18. Yeah. yeah. I don't donate and, blood because <laughs> you don't want to get a crime pinned on that's you. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> I already got a record. I don't need anything else. <laughs> or, or next time you should maybe just use that as an excuse. Or you say, hey, that wasn't, that wasn't right. my, that was my blood, <laughs> but it was from somebody else, your honor. I was a donor. <laughs> this, uh, this is off the subject, but not really off the subject. So when Hudson was having his heart surgery, yeah. The blood donor lady, you know, they get you when you're at the hospital. You're waiting on your, you know, your precious child's in there having open heart surgery. And they're like, hey, you know, if you're interested in donating blood, we're taking blood right down the hall. We always need blood and everything. And I'm like, no, man, I'm not comfortable doing that, you know. <laughs> and she kept hitting me up with it. And finally, of course, I don't have this, but I just like right out loud in front of the whole weight room is like, well, I have hepatitis C. <laughs> <laughs> her face turned like super white. It's the only way I could get her to leave me alone. Like I'm not leaving the waiting room on my son. She like got his chest cracked open. And he's on a bypass machine to go get blood. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, I know there's a need and everything, and maybe I'll do it later. But right now, my kid's having surgery. Uh, yeah. In I'm her defense, just, you won't do it later. No, I won't. I won't. I will not. But that's because my only phobia is needles. Right. I hate needles. I'm I'm scared of needles. I'll pick up a snake any day. Because that's what I always tell the nurses when they're like, oh, you're afraid of needles? You're a grown man afraid of I'm like, I will pick up a snake. Bring a snake in here. I will pick it up right now. Will you do that? You know? I'm like, okay. I just don't like needles. I'd be like, no, but I'll get a shot. <laughs> right. I'm like, well, that's good for you. We all have our phobias. We all have our, let's not phobia shame here. Okay. Phobia shame. All right. I don't like needles. It's one of the reasons why I don't go to the doctor, but I did have a TB skin test this week. Everyone would be happy to know I don't have tuberculosis. Awesome. So, yeah. I was kind of hoping I would. Really? Because I don't know anybody who has it. But I'll be like, I'll be like Doc Holliday in Tombstone. <laughs> you know, he's like the coolest dude in that movie. He really is. Yeah. Like coughing up blood, trying to sell people couches. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> anyway, back to the story. For eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars, Opa Omahans can now get a young person's blood pumped into their veins. So okay. I wonder why they're eight. discriminating uh, discriminating against the other other right. places. Right, only in Omaha. Why, why only in Omaha. Well, and what if I, as like a twenty year old, want to get an eight year old's blood pumped in my veins? Is that possible? And we just swap uh, blood? Probably not. Yeah. But I, I mean, don't know. You'd have to have parental consent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. What happened to my story? Uh-oh. Maybe we're not going to talk about this. Well, let's just keep talking about how I'm afraid of needles. <laughs> all right? Because I'm not ashamed to be afraid of needles. You know? I'll get every shot I'm supposed to get, but I don't like getting them. And I'm not ashamed to say that. And they had to do that whole, like, the TV thing, which was the last one I had, they used to put a little disc on you and like scratch your skin. But now they like actually inject you like right underneath the skin with oh, a little bit of it. 
snap. You got to uh oh. You got to pay. You got to pay to read? Maybe. <laughs> what kind of Mickey Mouse operation is that? Let me see if I can get it on my phone. Has the people Well, first of all, <laughs> how do they know I've looked at this twice? Well, you know, uh net neutrality or whatever when it got repealed i thought we would already be getting charged for everything on the internet <laughs> according to what people told me on facebook you know like area i tell you what man my netflix is not it's not the same i, mean, I don't want to point fingers oh but it don't load as quickly wow. as it used to okay all right maybe that's what's going on <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't have netflix i have someone else's netflix but i don't have netflix and it's not yours and i never watch it anyways so can't find it. Hold on one second. They can't be the only news outlet that's talked about this. It's wild. The government's got you. But who's charging for news anymore on the internet anyways? <laughs> like, what kind of antiquated system is that? I mean, even like the Tuscaloosa News figured out that was a wrong business model because everyone would just be like, no, I'm not doing it. I can get news other places for free. And those places will make money on banner ads and stuff. Well, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Okay. Scratch all that other. Yeah, that, forget that, all that. <laughs> that last news service, they're not real. They're fake news. Yeah, fake news. <laughs> we're not going to talk to them. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to broadcast <laughs> their news articles right. on this podcast That's right. for free. For free. <laughs> they don't deserve it. No. <laughs> Our next story comes from businessinsider.com. Okay. A controversial startup that charges $8,000 to fill your veins with young blood now claims to be up and running in five cities across the U.S. Wow. Five cities. Five cities. See that other article on the state of <laughs> Omaha. I know. See, they're no good. <laughs> to Jesse Karzmazin, a startup founder and Stanford Medical School graduate, blood is the next big government-approved drug. Mm. Roughly three years ago, Karmazin launched Ambrosia, a startup that fills the veins of older people with blood from younger donors, hoping the procedure would help conquer aging by rejuvenating the body's organs. As Business Insider previously reported, there's little to no evidence to suggest that this would work. So, huh. this company is now up and running, Karsmazin told Business Insider on Wednesday. Ambrosia recently revamped its website with a list of clinic locations and is now accepting payments for the procedure via PayPal. Two options are listed, one liter of young blood for eight grand or two liters for 12 grand. So, that's a deal yeah. right oh, there. Yeah. Twelve grand. Well, you got to go with the, the large. You said the name of the company was Ambrosia. It is. That's like a fruit salad ladies bring to like a potluck dinner. <laughs> well, now <laughs> it's also the uh, that was like the the stuff that you would drink oh. in Olympia to become oh, a okay. god. All so. right. Well, I'm not up on my Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah. I worship the true god. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> so before it was a fruit salad. Oh, it are, was a. It you was telling me like it was a deity drink that would make you immortal. Are you telling me in like ancient you know um, Israel they weren't making ambrosia salad for like an after temple dinner on the grounds or something? I don't believe that. <laughs> Okay. Don't believe it. That was started by the, the Greeks. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway. 
In the fall, Karmazin, who is not who is not a licensed medical practitioner, told Business Insider that he planned to open the first Ambrosia Clinic in New York City by the end of the year. Wow. That didn't happen. Instead, he said the sites where customers can get the procedure included Los Angeles, San Francisco, Tampa, Florida, Omaha, Nebraska, and Houston, Texas. Okay. In 2017... Ambrosia enrolled people in a clinical trial designed to find out what happens when the veins of adults are filled with the blood from younger people. While the results of that study have not yet been made public, Karsmazin told Business Insider in September that they were really positive. Oh, sure. So it's it's all going according to plan. Come on down and pay 12 grand. (laughs) There's no scientific evidence to suggest that the treatments could help anyone. And several reports, several experts who spoke to Business Insider have raised red flags. But because the Food and Drug Administration has approved blood transfusions, Ambrosia's approach has been able to continue as an off-label treatment. There appears to be significant interest. A week after putting up its first website in September, the company received roughly 100 inquiries. Can you say that word? Inquiries. (laughs) Yes. About how to get the treatment. David Calaver, Ambrosia's chief operating officer at the time, told Business Insider in the fall that led to the creation of a waiting list. In January, in, in January, Cal, Cavalier told Business Insider he'd left Ambrosia, leaving Carmazin as the company's only public eye. Before departing from Ambrosia, Cavalier worked with Karzmazin to scout several potential clinic locations in New York and organize talks with potential investors. Wow. Um, says here that uh, because blood transfusions are already approved by the federal regulators, Ambrosia does not need to demonstrate that its treatment carries significant benefits before offering it to its customers. <laughs> so <laughs> could be awesome, could not be, but they don't have to show that it, that it is. Yeah. Uh, as of September, the company has infused close to 150 people, ranging in age from 35 to 92, with the blood of younger donors. Uh, of those, 81 participated in its clinical trial. Okay. So, basically, you can get one liter for eight grand. You can get 12 liters for 12 grand. No, you can get two I'm liters. Sorry, two liters. Yeah, for twelve grand. Well, I mean, that's a four grand saving right there. Yeah, I mean, if you don't get the two liter package, you're just you're, you're being frugal for no reason. And it hasn't been proven if it does anything or not. Although I I could have swore I've heard sci- some scientists yeah, saying that would, it does help. Sure, I don't know how so, it couldn't. Yeah, right. I mean, you I get some fresh blood in there. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Then let's take the old people's blood and donate it to the people at the hospital who are asking me to donate blood. <laughs> I'm, I'm solving problems here, okay? And then you get that, like, uber-rich elite blood going into, you know, like the homeless dude. Mm-hmm. Maybe that helps him out somehow. I don't know. I don't know how all that works. I'm not from Kentucky. I don't know science. Yeah. So. It's not like Ambrosia is not a terrible name, but I would want to brand it something like Vampire. Rejuvenate. Yeah. <laughs> Rejuvenate. That's, Rejuvenate's that's a great good. Name. That's also like could be a good name for like a hip modern church. You know? And you could have like a little cartoon vampire as your company yeah, mascot, exactly. your logo. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Rejuvenate. Now you can't go outside of the sun anymore and uh, be sit look at yourself in the mirror. But come on down to rejuvenate. Yeah. Turn back the clock. 
<laughs> We're having our turn back to clock sale this week down at Rejuvenate. You get two liters for twelve grand. This works. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't know what we got to do, but somebody we know can figure all that out and just let us, you know, just sponsor just us. Give really, us money. yeah, just give us money <laughs> for free. For free. That's really. It's been my whole goal all night, all my whole life. This is for somebody rich to give me money for nothing. Um. Okay, so this next story that I have has a little bit of sensitive material in it. So okay, um, I don't know. You got to put the countdown in there because I'll ramble here for a little bit, so <laughs> right. people can get their pe- uh, kids out of the way. But the first thing I want to say about the story is that it it says uh, that this kid is on LSD, and I would just like to inform everyone that this is not how LSD works. He was not on LSD. He may have admitted he was on LSD, but he's definitely not on LSD, okay? So that's number one. Let's get that out of the way, all right? Okay. So the headline reads, Tripping Teen Went on a School Groping Spree. (laughs) This is from January 24th, very recent. A 15-year-old student, apparently tripping on LSD, groped the breast of three school staffers. <laughs> now, let me just say right here, it's good to see a kid groping the staffer, the female staffers, instead of the female staffers groping the kids. That's normally been happening here a lot lately. He's turning uh, the tables. He also tried to strangle a nurse with her stethoscope while yelling, I'm an Avenger. Okay, well, now that's not cool. No, yeah. (laughs) And that's all according to a police report who charged the juvenile with an assortment of crimes, including assault and gross sexual imposition. Huh. The teenager's meltdown, cops say, occurred last Wednesday morning at Liberty High School in Liberty Township, just outside of Youngstown. I'm assuming this is Youngstown, Ohio. It doesn't say in the article. Um, the student first grabbed a female teacher's um, chesticles. Yeah, her <laughs> boobies. Uh, roughly and in a painful manner, <laughs> prompting her to scream for help while telling the boy, do not touch me. Um, then the teen fled the building, but was brought back inside by a school resource officer. All right, that was error number one. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> All right, let me think how to word this next one. After mumbling about big boobs and making incoherent comments, the student then pushed a school secretary against the wall and grabbed her breast and butt. Uh, Come here, blank, the boy announced before pawing the woman, according to the Liberty Township Police Department report. Um, as the resource officer struggled to handcuff the student, he lunged at the school principal and aggressively groped her as oh well. <laughs> the student was eventually placed into the rear of a police car- cruiser. Which is where he belongs. Where he licked the vehicle's windows, <laughs> kicked through the partition window. Dang. Um, and then, I thought cop cars were built to where you couldn't do that. And then he told the paramedics that he had taken LSD and later claimed that the hallucinogenic drug was provided to him by his dog. Solid hookup <laughs> by the dog, by the way. Solid hookup. Um, while being examined at a Youngstown hospital, the team began yelling, I'm an Avenger, and allegedly tried to strangle a female nurse with her stethoscope. Earlier, he had yelled, uh, big 
Johnson and big boobs <laughs> at police officers. He was uh, subsequently transported to local juvenile justice center where he was detained on assault, vandalism, resisting arrest, and gross sexual imposition charges. Um, the teen's vaping device was seized by cops and sent to a police lab to be tested for possible narcotics. So, kids, this is what vaping gets you right here. Just go ahead <laughs> oh, and now, stop. You, you said that, that you don't believe. I don't believe a, he's on LSD. As a former drug user yourself, that um, this yeah. is not LSD. Uh, no, I don't think what so. Do you think, what do you think this guy was on? I don't, I don't know, like bath salts or something. Um, you're not really aggressive on LSD. Right. You know, I don't have any experience personally or with anyone I know or in any group setting I've ever been in yeah. where anyone was aggressive on it. <laughs> right. Um, now, it, there's a lot of different things you could take. It could be a combination of like LSD and ecstasy, and maybe that didn't mix right anymore or whatever. Huh. People have been known to do that. Um, just I'm throwing ecstasy out there because he seemed to be real handsy, you know, <laughs> real handsy. Uh, but uh, so you know I, that that could be it. I'm thinking more along the lines of like bath salts or you know it's like that synthetic weed that came through a while back. Maybe it was horny goat weed. Oh, definitely could be. You can get that for like seventy five cents at the Mapco bathroom. By the way. Uh, doesn't work like I thought it would. <laughs> he didn't go on a groping spree. <laughs> it didn't work like I thought it would. I just say that much. All right. Thought it would help me out a little bit more than it did. Uh, didn't even get a good good buzz. But anyways. Uh, so I'm thinking maybe like when all that synthetic weed came through, you know, like they outlawed it here in town. But you could buy right. it like at a gas station or at like the tobacco shop or whatever. From what I'm told, I never did anything. <laughs> in, like, I never did it. I'd do real drugs before I did fake drugs. Uh, but that was well beyond my years of, of yeah. doing all that. Um, You're like, that might as well be Diet Coke. Get that right. crap out of here. But it was like, uh, it was basically just like a combination of chemicals, you know, like sprayed onto whatever sage or whatever it was. Right. And, and so people had some really, really bad experiences with that. So maybe it was something like that. I don't know. I'm out of the loop. I don't know what all new drugs there are now, you know. <laughs> right. But I'm fairly confident he wasn't on LSD. I'm, huh. I'm fairly confident. Well, you know, and I hate to bring this up, but do you remember the Miami zombie? The Yeah. Yeah, everybody was saying he was on bath salts. Right. And just... I'll put this out there because I didn't know this until I did some research. But when you hear bath salts, they're not talking about you take a bath with. Okay, this is just like a street name for a yeah, a, like, a, like drug. a drug, right. yeah, a street drug. But you know, when his toxicology came back, he had THC. Oh, which is horrifying because you and I both know that like weed don't make you eat the face off somebody. No, right. So there was the other things. There was something else not that, showing up in a toxicology that report. It's nice either not showing up yeah. in a toxicology report or he was just an evil dude. Yeah. Who knows? Right. Yeah. I mean, that definitely. That's could be the most. Ter- that's definitely the most right. terrifying. Well, option. you know uh, what's it called? MK Ultra. That's probably what all that is. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, but I just don't see this kid being on LSD. 
Not that I'm like advocating that LSD is a peace love drug or anybody should, you know, you're going to be safe and not grope anyone yeah. on LSD. You know, don't go because using you're LSD. You're more likely to jump off a roof thinking you can fly like the Spider-Man the comic. Day, not really. Not really, though. You know? Well, now, wait a minute. I remember when I was in fifth grade, I read a right. comic book where Spider-Man yeah, saved sure. the kid that right. did that. And it, maybe this kid's on angel dust, <laughs> yeah. you know, like that's a holy, what's that PCP, you know, I can see how if you're already messed up, you could get your initials mixed up. Yeah. So PCP, maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know. All but this to I don't say, see, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, definitely don't do drugs. First of all, why are you listening to this segment anyways? <laughs> I gave a warning to begin with. But secondly, don't do drugs and especially don't do drugs at school. Yeah. You know, I had... <laughs> Have you never watched 21 Jump Street? <laughs> well, I pulled up to drop Thomas off at middle school the other day, and there were a bunch of police officers there. And I was like, hey, man, what's going down at your school? And he's like, I don't know, and because he never knows anything. He's a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> you know? And I was like, well, they're, maybe they're running the drug dogs through the halls, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, oh, well, they'll catch some people. And I was like, look, Thomas, I'm going to tell you this right now as your father. Never do drugs ever. I will kill you if you do drugs. I was like, but if you choose to do drugs, do not take them to school with you. <laughs> ever. Ever, ever, ever. It's the worst move you can make. All right. That's about as dumb as laying down in a road look watching the right. lunar eclipse. Yes. <laughs> right. So, but of course, Thomas is like, well, I'm not going to do drugs. I'm like, that's great, little buddy. I said the same things once. You know? So, I mean, let's just hope you don't. Let's hope you take more like take after your mom and not your dad. She <laughs> appears to. So, I'm, I'm, that's good. Well, let's finish on a strong note here. Okay. Uh, Senate bill would ban dwarf tossing at bars in Washington state. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? The Washington State Senate has introduced a bill to ban dwarf tossing. This is why we need government out of our lives <laughs> right here. Okay? Okay. Don't tread on my dwarf. <laughs> dwarf tossing contestants would be banned in Washington State under a bill sponsored by State Senator Mike Padden. St- uh, Senate Bill 5846 would ban dwarf tossing at bars and strip clubs oh. and end the activity which Padden says demeans and exploits exploits those of smaller stature. Okay, so taking off your clothes for money is good. That's that's totally cool. <laughs> that's not demeaning. That's not demeaning at all. That's not demeaning. Not demeaning at all. But if we pick up a kid If you think about it, it's empowering. I guess it really is. <laughs> You know, like someone explained it to me one time. I was like, that's not erotica, that's commerce. People have only paid me to put clothes on. Yeah, right. I don't even take my clothes off in front of a mirror. Yeah. I don't even want to look at myself naked. I'm sorry for the mirror. Yeah, right. Yes. Says uh, this bill would also ban other recreational activity that endangers the health, safety, and welfare of any person with dwarfism. Patton said he became interested when someone made him aware of a dwarf tossing contest last October at a strip club in Spokane Valley. Wow. Uh, quote. Sounds like a classy joint. <laughs> quote. There's nothing funny about dwarf tossing, Patton said. Okay. Don't laugh. There's nothing funny about it. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll give him that. Nothing funny about it at all. People who are advocates for little people note that persons with dwarfism are particularly susceptible to spine and neck injuries. Good point. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd like to see some safety precautions taken care of. <laughs> yeah. Put some padding down, maybe some helmets. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> it ridicules and demeans people of dwarfism and causes others to think of them as objects of public amusement. Even when participants are willing, it exposes them to the possibility of a lifetime spinal injury. Yeah, we don't want that. No, we don't want that. Dwarf tossing is an offense to our sensibilities, Patton added. Patton's legislation applies to contests and promotions involving adults shorter than 4 foot 10 inches in height. A hearing on the bill is set for 10 a.m. January 31st before the Senate Law and Justice Committee. So, Now, what about dwarf wrestling? <laughs> That's a good. Have you ever seen dwarfs yeah, wrestle? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen dwarfs. Like state, of course. Of course. <laughs> you act offended. Like absolutely, I've seen it. Of course, I have. Have you ever heard of Netflix? <laughs> you know, it's like, I was talking about like you know, you go like the state fair when like you know the Mike Anderson wrestling show comes. Through yeah, yeah. And they'll have like a, a dwarf match. Uh-huh. Can they toss each other? Can not, a dwarf not, toss not in Washington dwarf? State? Okay. I got a lot of questions. <laughs> and how can we tell a adult, an adult, yeah. that he can't consent to get getting tossed? You know? Well, I mean, yeah, because it says right here in this article that even you know consenting individuals would be banned from the activity. Exactly. So that doesn't seem very American. No. Yeah. I mean, I get where they're going with it. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of ridicule. It's got to be tough being a it dwarf does. for a little person. You yeah. Know? I have no experience of, of very few interactions with people who are have, have been that way. Right. But uh, so, you know, I, I can imagine it's really tough. They get <laughs> drunk really quick, by the way. <laughs> well, also, I mean, like you were talking about, I mean, I, I, like you said, I can't imagine being in that boat and the, the, the ridicule that you have to deal with and right. the, the looks from people and the stares and all that stuff. But then, like, you know, your, your dwarf brethren are out there lining up for this kind of thing. Right. You it's got to be good money. Your problem is has got to be with them. Yeah. Most of all, don't it? Yeah. I mean. But to me, like, if you're a dwarf and you're like, look, all these people think I'm weird. But I'm about to make a thousand dollars off of them by letting them throw me around. Yeah. Who's the dumb one here? Right. The people that think I'm weird, or me putting cash in my pocket and going on about my life. Yeah. I don't know. But I've never been I'll to say a dwarf this tossing. To, I don't know what it's like. I've never been to we any have, kind of right. Dwarf. We have the mullet toss in at the Floribama. That's about the closest thing you, we yeah. can get to it around here. Yeah, I've never been to anything. I didn't know this existed until I read this article. Oh, I've heard. I've heard it. I've heard about it before. I've never seen it. Never seen it advertised. I would like to say that regardless of how this, you know, if this bill gets passed or not, you yeah. know, any dwarves out there who may happen to listen to this, take precautions. Don't just yeah. let somebody toss right. you because. Yeah, absolutely. If you're a dwarf and you listen to this uh, podcast, number one, thank you for listening. Yeah. All right. Number two, maybe call us in and tell us your thoughts on it. And number yeah. three, maybe see if you can get on with Kid Rock, you know, <laughs> because, I mean, he's got a soft spot, spot in his heart. We've seen it. He had the, what's the kid's name? Josie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See if we can get into his act. You ain't got to even worry about dwarf tossing. So. And then we get Kid Rock on the show. But before you do that, like educate us. Yeah, because right. I really we just want to know. We need to know. We are ignorant, right. and yes. we need to know things. I did correct my kid because he used the M word the other night. I did not know that word until oh, like a couple totally until cool. that not until cool. a couple years ago. Yeah. I didn't know that word was offensive. Yeah, not cool. So not I don't, I don't use it. That's why I said right. dwarf tossing yeah. and not. 
Yeah. What they actually call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we don't want to. We're not. We're not here to offend anybody. No. You know, we just we want to love everybody. And I think you know that if you want to do it, you should be able to do it. I don't know that we need a law for it. Then you can just say, "Hey, guys, no, I'm not signing up to be tossed by people because they're going to make fun of me." But if you're like, if you were like my personality, I'd be like, "I'm about to clean up on some cash here <laughs> and then go home and live the rest of my life, and I'm not going to worry about all." You think this people. activity is something that would be driven underground and? All of a sudden, Ooh. you've got these underground dwarf, dwarf tossing competitions so. popping up. Maybe so, like cockfighting or like know? like Fight Club. Oh yeah, or you Fight know? Club. Yeah, my mom went to cockfighting for some First reason. Rule like of- I'm a redneck, of course. <laughs> the first rule of dwarf tossing is you don't talk about dwarf <laughs> tossing. That's very and true. And the second rule of dwarf tossing is you don't talk about dwarf tossing. What's his name? Tyler. Uh, Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyler Dwarfin. <laughs> 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 yeah, but yeah, that's you know, I don't know. I mean, I imagine kind of like with uh, the Saints guy, you know, there's probably bigger things on the plate we need to be taken care of before we worry about dwarf tossing or yeah. bad calls in the NFL game. Like maybe let's solve the homeless problem, <laughs> you know, let's get that taken care of and then we'll worry about the next thing. <sighs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, but you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm, I haven't walked a mile in dwarf shoes. So I don't know what their experience is like. I can't make a, a judgment for them. So. I'll say that um, a mile in dwarf shoes is a lot more steps <laughs> than a normal mile. That's not cool, man. That's not cool. We just talked about loving everybody. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> their stride is shorter. <laughs> uh, that's a scientific fact. That's science, right? Their I'm not trying to be shorter. mean. I'm just saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. It would be tough squeezing in little shoes, too. Yeah. Yeah. But like I was saying, I don't know. There were some dwarfs at Alabama when I was at Alabama. Um, and they get drunk like really, really fast, you know, because they're yeah. like half the size of right. me and I'm yeah. a small dude, you know. So it might take me 12 beers to get drunk. They're drunk off of like four or five. Yeah. And I mean, like super drunk. <laughs> Just like wasted. Yeah. But they're still adults. Yeah. So they can go get another beer if they want one. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is really weird to me. Like maybe we should. Maybe she make their blood alcohol level a little less than mine. You know, they're or maybe, subject to the same law as I am. Maybe we should serve them six ounce cans. Yeah, right. That's wrong, man. That's wrong. Golly, Johnny, you're so cold hearted. Problem so solver. So cold hearted. But yeah, I'm just saying, like, it would be uh, half price. What's legal to drive in Alabama? I don't know because I don't drink and drive. It was like 0.8 or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they could be at 0.8 and go drive, and they're way drunker than I am, right? Right, right. Yeah, so we need to change that, too. I don't know. I'm not trying to persecute the, persecute the dwarfs, though. Yeah. You know. All right. The favorite Tolkien characters, dwarfs, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. They were mean with them axes. Absolutely. Totally. They handle some business. Yeah. That's right. All right. Are we, uh, is that all the news? That's all the news <laughs> that's fit to print. <laughs> it's some this night. That's right. All right. Let's talk about Cajun Curl. You know Cajun Curl. I do. We all know Cajun Curl. Our audience is buying Cajun Curl left and right. So if you haven't got on the Cajun Curl train yet, it's time. The train is boarding and you need to get in uh, your seat, buckle up, and get ready for the ride of your life, okay? World Famous Cajun Curl is available at CajunCurl.com. 
Um, you can order their spice there, or they have a chip cutter, too, for potatoes, so you can make your own homemade potato chips. If you didn't know, Tiny, it was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana. The, the romantic Elm Bayou? Yeah, the romantic <laughs> Elm Bayou. And it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is the spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, dwarves, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use and it's easy to clean and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next dwarf tossing up a notch, <laughs> imagine whipping up a batch of your own homemade potato chips. Nobody else at the dwarf tossing is going to have their own homemade potato chips, only you. Um, and if you sprinkle a little bit of that Cajun Curl Spice on it, it's going to make all the difference in your life. And you'll be the coolest guy at the party, or gal at the party. <laughs> on CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter too. And you'll also find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can also locate your nearest retailer or order your own spice right off the website, which we recommend to do because you get a discount when you do that by using the promo code EOP10. Uh, that's EOP and then the number 10. Save 10% off your order. Yeah, get 10% off of it. We ask that you eat the spice. We don't ask you pay full price. That's right. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them <laughs> to start stocking it now. Locally here in the Tuscaloosa, Alabama area, if you live here listening, uh, you can go pick it up at these places. Or if you're flying in for to visit me and Tiny, you can buy it too at Vowels on Skyland Boulevard, at South Finest Meats, and Pigby Wiggly in Northport. Um, all of their products are made in the USA, and uh, it's all natural. It's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Linden Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use the promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. All right. For community news, first of all, let me tell everybody good job. Because yep. we've been picking them up here lately. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We got more in? I hadn't even checked. I just like got so disheartened <laughs> that I just quit looking. They're coming back, man. Wow. Wow. And today's review comes from SG Dad Mom. This was posted on January 12th of this year. Says my most truck. Well, hold on. Let's break down that name. Right, SG, SG Dad Mom. Mom. Okay, I mean this is probably like a couple's account. Maybe. You think so? Maybe SG Dad Mom. Yeah, maybe I so. Maybe I mean, so. General is a social construct. We all know that, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So you anyway. can be whatever you want to be now. Uh, rated five stars. My most trusted source for weird news. It's amazing how Tiny and John are able to take strange stories and inject them with an uncanny amount of humor to, to the point where they have become one of the podcasts I look forward to every week. Ooh. Except for that one they missed. Thanks a lot, John. And by <laughs> John fans, no, I really mean Tiny. <laughs> I took the blame for that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Again, that was John's fault All that my fault. I didn't format the card yes. that day That's in the right. digital audio it was recorder. Just, I mean, honest mistake that happens <laughs> yes. to me once once a week. <laughs> once a, once every now and yeah, never. Once a year, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Whether you want stories about vampire facials, politicians into illicit Bigfoot paraphernalia, or stories about John's life, check out this very odd production. You'll be thankful for listening. There you go. Thank you so much, SG Dad Mom, for yeah, rating for us five stars. If you would like to go and leave a review, and uh, all we ask is that you rate us five stars. <laughs> you can call me an idiot. Oh. You can make fun of us. You can make do fun. like SG Dad Mom did and uplift us. Just whatever. All we ask is that it's five stars, and we'll read it here on the show. And uh, literally dozens of adoring fans will hear your words. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, there's a really good one here. Oh man, you guys are doing great with this. Wow, you want to go for two? You want to go mean, for two yeah, this let's week? Let's do another one up. Let's <laughs> All right, just keep going. <laughs> yeah, hit it, John. All right, so this one comes. This is Thursday. <laughs> That's super recent. <laughs> yes. Just extra put it in. And uh, it's rated five stars. The title of the review is Southern Monstrosity with four exclamation points. Can't stand this podcast. This is the worst case of vo- vocal banner I have ever heard. These two guys, who should really call themselves Tiny and Tinier, are a menace to podcasting and have set back the medium for 10 years. <laughs> The stories are the most uninteresting, and I can see why their wives don't want to come on the show. It's an embarrassment. Solid point. Yeah, I (laughs) got to give that one to you. (laughs) That was painful to type, but you guys said you wanted the worst review with a five-star rating, so here you go. (laughs) But seriously, I'm never disappointed in the weirdness of your stories, of the stories you guys find, and your commentary has made me scream laughing. Wow. Wow. What is scream laughing? Is that like, ha! Yeah, I would imagine, like, yeah. Like the goat. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. The banter between you both is like sitting with the crazy cousins and being silly. It feels like home listening to you guys, and I love it. I get so excited when I see in my podcaster that a new episode is downloaded. Please keep up the great work, and on the next episode, offer up some sweet tea. Let's add a little bit of Southern hospitality like your mama's taught you. There and then smiley face emoticons. Oh, yeah. yeah. Smiley face, smiley. No, we got a winky. Winky face. And then a smiley. And, and then a then laughing a face. Laughing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm not up on my emoticons like I should be. But thank you so much, Just Extra. Um, solid screen name, by the way. Yes. I like that. Yeah, it means a lot. And I'm glad you took to heart the, like, you know, giving us a bad review. That was cool. <laughs> Um, because when I first read, like before I expanded it, I was like, oh man, well, this person is killing us. Clever, clever how you, you type it down enough to where someone doesn't see the rest of it. Right. Yes. You get to see now, more. so when a random stranger looks at it, they're <laughs> yeah. like, this is rated five stars, but it looks really horrible. Again, all we ask is five stars. That's right. Yes. We have 60 ratings so far. Now four, four to 500 people listen to this show every week. We have 60 ratings. All right. And only one of them is below five stars. So. And that's Big Bug Down. I remember you, Big Bug Down, whoever you are out there. (laughs) I remember you. All right. A little touchy about your pizza, but whatever. (laughs) You have been listening to Earth Audio Podcast. We thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. 
Uh, we're on them all. And we're everywhere. If you would like to email the show, you can email us at earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, which, hey, i got to be honest with you, we don't have much of a, a Twitter following, but Not I've really been up in the Twitter game here lately. Get so in on the ground floor. Get in on it. We are at underscore earthoddity. Do you like to look at pictures? Sometimes we post pictures. Oh, yeah. And you videos. Can, you, can see, once in a while. <laughs> you can see those pictures. We are uh, underscore earthoddity on Instagram. I'm about to post a picture right now. <laughs> and uh, if you would like to call the show and leave us a voicemail, you can do that at 662-493-2059. What's that number? 662-493-2059. Look, thanks for listening. Make sure you tell a friend about this episode. You have to know one friend who would yes. enjoy this episode. Tell them all about it. Ask them to listen so you have something to talk about. Leave us a review, too. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.